Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everyone. Today we're talking a bit about um, synchronicities, coincidence, divine timing. And do you believe in any of that? So some people believe in coincidence, other believe in, in synchronicities. And what about divine timing? I mean, if you think about go back to your life, um, for me, it was divine timing that got me out of um, detention and divine intervention that got me out of detention. A clank of change. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to just jump in. Hey, Karina. Thanks for you? the plug, Dino. <laughs> well, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good, thank you. So what do you think about divine intervention? Divine intervention sounds just so formal, right? I just, I, I, I honestly believe that there aren't any coincidences. Um, you, you know, I mean, everything happens for a reason. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick in that lane. Divine intervention, you lose half the audience because some people want to believe in whatever they want to believe, either power through themselves or a higher power or like we did in um, in group, they're like, hey, if you don't believe in God, believe in a tree, just believe in something. Right. So, so I mean, I, I get it. I, I get it. It's a very complicated issue. But um, I think what you're saying is, you know, are the things in your life that you stumble across, are they um, by chance? Are you lucky? Do they call you lucky? Do they say must be nice? Um, which I've heard all those things, by the way, um, or or is there something else going on mm -hmm. um, that's causing you to achieve riches, which doesn't have to be monetary, it could be, you know, happiness uh, or bliss or euphoria or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're getting at? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> is like is like Charlton Heston in the movie The Ten Commandments. He's holding that stick and he's and he's parting the sea. You know, it is behold my people. You know, uh, I lost half your audience right now, uh, but but coincidences, I think we can all relate to in some fashion, right? Uh, but I don't believe in coincidence, though. That's what I'm saying. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. Um, you know, look, um, I can elaborate on it. I mean, here, here's the deal. Um, you know, there's so many uh, cliches in this matter. And you just, you know what? You, um, you, you pull the trigger because... 
This is the kind of stuff that I would hear growing up all the time, especially <laughs> when I started achieving mild success on my road to riches. Um, and you hear the comments and it's just so, I mean, it's, it doesn't mean anything now in my life, but I'd be lying to you if, if I told you it didn't bother me at the time. I mean, mm -hmm. these are very, very um, fragile times, especially when you're a teenager. Now, you know, I started business when I was 16. So, you know, I don't have a fully developed brain for sensitivity and, you know, letting things um, pass and where I don't get bothered. I mean, it hurts. And these are some of the scars that carried me through. Ironically, those scars are actually what helped make me successful. But you'll hear things like, um, must be nice. Mm. What the hell does that mean? Must be nice. You know, and I feel today, if somebody said that, I wouldn't be mad about it. But I would say, you know, it is nice. And whatever you think I have, you can achieve the same exact thing. Because it's not just in me. It's in everybody. Mm -hmm. But they don't see it that way, do they? They see, you know, oh, look at you. It must be nice. or Here's my favorite. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> lucky you ran into this person when you did, because if you didn't do this, then you wouldn't have done that. Is it luck? Is no. it really? No. And you know what? I I took that statement to heart when, when somebody told me that so much mm. that I was held bent on proving them wrong. And 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 they were putting doubt in my head too. Yes. They were yes. saying. You know, I'm thinking, you know, is it luck? Was I lucky? Was it because of my name? Was it because somebody knew my dad? Was it, you know, you self-doubt, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I couldn't process all those doubts at the time, right? Uh, but uh, so, so the answer to it was, well, I'm just going to do it again. If you're that good at something, do it again. If it's luck, it won't work. If it isn't luck, you just did it again. Yes, it's me. yes, yes, yes. And so that is basically the mantra of my life. I would keep reinventing myself, purposely not going back into the same field just so somebody could say, hey, wait a minute, that's a foul. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> You're cheating. You know, and, and, and I, would, I would start a completely new career, completely foreign to it, 100%, mm. and dive into it see a pattern or a void in the market and then just do it again and and again and again and again and so you know those doubts go out of your head pretty quickly after that because you yourself are are you're convincing yourself you're yes, validating yes, yes. yourself right? yes first we seek validation from outward sources and then finally we seek validation from ourselves i think that is the magical journey that everybody's on. Mm -hmm. um, um, uh, I just want to, while you're thinking about that, hold I'm that thought. <laughs> I want to go back and say, um, it's always very interesting how people say, oh, you were lucky because if you weren't there and you didn't meet this person, then nothing would have happened. The interesting thing is that a lot of people meet people. I mean, you meet people all the time, right? And how many people actually do something with that relationship or do something with that interaction. 
it's not luck that you actually went, you met this person and from there you, you built Bugban, right? It's no, it's no coincidence that that happened. It's because you did it. Someone else might have met that person and just walked away. So why so, that so can't be luck, right? Let me, let, me, let me do a Karina. Let's go back to your statement. Because this is a good one, right? It's not, it is luck, in my, in my opinion that I was standing in a booth next to the guy that was eventually going to be the one manufacturing my product, okay? Right. Let's just say that's luck. Synchronicity. Well, let's just call it luck for okay. a second. Luck. I think of the police album when I hear synchronicity, okay. Um, but being side by side with that person, I could have maybe never talked to him throughout the entire trade show. I may have never raised the question. Mm -hmm. um, he may have not um, been interested in talking to me. I mean, <clears throat> it was my personality, my conviction, my creativity, whatever you want to call it. It was me yes. that made that situation happen. The mm -hmm. luck, yeah, you could plop somebody down, you know, crossroads every single second of every day. Oh, it was lucky I ran into you. But then what? So, um, one of my favorite sayings, uh, and people just look at me like this. <laughs> One of my favorite sayings is, I watch people trip over gold bars on the ground every single day. And it just amazes me that they just don't bend down and pick it up. But, but they, don't they don't see it. If they don't realize it's a gold bar, they'll just keep walking. So it's how you view things in life mm -hmm. um, uh, that, that really makes a difference. Um, and, and so again, I mean, the validation in yourself that, um, you know, you get to a point, this is not cocky, okay? This is, this is real, this isn't an act. I mean, you can wind me up and put me in any, this is how I feel. You can put me in any situation with anyone and I will find commonality, rapport, um, trust, and possibly a business uh, venture or some kind of networking that we can do in the future. Mm -hmm. That's me, because mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to speak. I'm not afraid to think. I'm not afraid of who they are, whether they're an imposing figure or whether they're somebody who's homeless. There's commonalities with every single person, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and those human traits, those human emotions are what have served me well uh, all these years, um, especially now. I mean, my God, you know, what a need for what's happened. I mean, I'm pinching myself. I'm saying, I'm not that charismatic. Why are people like, you know, gravitating to this message? You know, the foundation's doing great. There's all these um, people that are messaging me for, you know, just to tell me, hey, you know, I've been watching your posts and I, I, I find them very inspiring. I'm like, huh? This is me. Remember me? <laughs> you know, but but um, it's because I, I'm not putting any expectation on anything. Yes. I'm yes. doing what I love to do and you can feel it. You can feel it. And uh, that is a tremendous way to uh, experience what you call synergy or, you know, synchronicity or electricity, whatever you want to call it. Yes, yes. And I Are think... Are you speechless yet? 
I'm kidding. <laughs> um, what I'm thinking, <laughs> seriously. Um, yes, you see, now you've, I've lost my train of thought. Okay. Bam! That one's for you, Michael. <laughs> that one's for you, Michael. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I lost that somewhere. Um, okay. So, what we were saying is it's about synchronicity. I think people feel um, authenticity. So if you're true and if you're real and if you're doing this with love, um, universal love, unconditional love, whatever you want to call it, people feel that because there's so much um, superficiality um, out there, especially on social media, like all these people are talking whatever they're talking and who knows what it is really because it's easy to lie, I suppose. I don't know. Um, so I think that's also a big thing, is that people can feel your openness, your honesty, your authenticity. They can feel Dino. And, and that's like, and these are, are like obvious, it's, it's feelings when you, when you post something, it's from the heart, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll go further because um, you guys go back four months in these episodes, you'll see how much I hated, and I'm using hate with a capital H, um, social media platforms, because I didn't understand them. I didn't six, understand. Six months, actually. Was it six months? <laughs> okay, whatever. Okay, but, but you know, I, I didn't understand them. And yeah, I did hate them, and, and I'll tell you why, because, because what I believed then is what I still believe now. You can have a lot of followers and never understand who's following you. Yeah. Or you can have followers and you're interconnected with them. So um, now that um, I'm working for all those, by the way, who want to be invited to this private group, there's 16,300 uh, in this particular group that my foundation is helping. And, um, you know, it covers not just addiction, but fear, um, depression, anxiety, self-doubt, all kinds of things, okay? So I'll give you an example. There was somebody on, um, uh, who, who posted, I need help. That's it. I need help. And it just amazed me because I'm not on it 24-7, although it seems like I am. But um, it just amazed me that the first 50 or 60 uh, responses were either, believe it or not, alike, uh, that stupid heart with the emoji <laughs> hugging it, a heart, or my favorite, the emoji crying. Now, <laughs> if I was the person who posted, I need help, I didn't care less about your emojis. I need a real person to respond to me. And I'd right. like to do, like, I mean, hopefully ASAP. So I was the only one that, that um, I'm not going to say I was the only one. I don't want to get cocky, but I was one of the very few that responded in, you know, what's wrong or how can I help or, or something like that. And they'll open up to you. Mm -hmm. And then you can give them either some encouragement from personal wisdom and experience, or if you're, if you're, if you're out of sayings, um, you could go to inspirational quotes and find the perfect thing uh, to send back 
Um, if, if it's a serious thing, you suggest 911 or going to the ER. Um, if it's not an urgent, you know, uh, life-threatening matter, I suggest my foundation or DM me privately. Yes, DM, yes. by the way, is direct message, which I learned. <laughs> <laughs> you've, so, come, you've come far. I'm learning this. I'm learning <laughs> it a lot. And it's, it's not that... Um, you know, I'm one of these social media, whatever, I don't even know what they call influencers. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I do understand that there's a lot of people out there who are bravest behind the keys of a computer. Yeah. Um, and, and that doesn't mean that they're doing anything wrong. It's just that we've desensitized so much uh, over the last, I believe, 10, maybe even 20 years. We've detached so much from that personal engagement that we find that it's much easier to correspond with somebody um, when you're nameless, because you could change your name, or faceless. Yeah. Uh, it makes them feel brave. And it's understandable in, in one sense of the word, but it's also kind of sad how this social connection has been deteriorating over the years. And so I don't believe in, in, in that part of social media. I don't believe in glossing over what somebody's saying with just a simple like. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give you an example. You want me to give you an example? Yes, give me an example. Oh, okay, all right, <laughs> you asked me. <laughs> so, um, I decided to post on this, um, on this site, drop your um, sober date. Because, you know, I don't know. I saw somebody on Instagram do it, and I thought it was cool. So I'm like, I'm going to use that in the group. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to get like 20, 30 response, maybe 10. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm going about my my day and uh, doing my thing. And then I come back, and it's 450 people wow. and who have dropped their dates. Now, I don't just let them drop the dates. Crazy me goes back and praises them, right? And especially the ones that uh, their, their sober date is first of this year until present, which there was a, a big chunk of them. Yes, so I don't yes. just do a thumbs up for them. I send a heart and I say, stay strong, you got this. Somebody posted something, their, their sober date was 1975. Wow. You're not gonna just give them a thumbs up. No? Right. A thumbs up won't do. You no. gotta give them the, uh, I don't know, the unicorn with star thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to, you have to give them the unicorn with star, um, or, or uh, you know, whatever. But, but they, they love the praise, and they respond, "Thank mm -hmm. you," or "You talked me out of it." You know, I was having a tough day. That wow, makes me feel good. But it's also saying that. There's a lot of people out there that are just dying for interaction, and we're not getting that. Um, mm. You know, just because I, you know, ooh, I, I have a thousand followers on Instagram. Do you know them all? You, you don't know anything about them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it means um, nothing. It, it, it means nothing. So mm. anyway, we got off the subject because you, you, you got me started. But uh, okay, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of you out there. Let that be a lesson to you. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we want to go back to synchronicity. 
Um, And maybe it's a bit about synchronicity with your foundation, like how it all happened and it's growing now. So tell us a bit about how it's growing. What's happening? What are you doing? What what am I not doing? (laughs) Okay, so um, first of all, I want to explain, Karina, and I know, you know, we co-host the show and I know we got a lovely audience, but truly, you know, the, the, the real Dino is, is obviously just blossoming in front of you. I mean, I've been kind of like this most of my life. When I wrote the book, I thought I was supposed to be like James Patterson, maybe a little boring, little Stephen King or, you know, whatever. I don't know how an author acts. I don't know how you promote a book. So I was just very, uh, I'm very happy the way the book turned out, Karina, you know, like, you know, I mean, I always make fun of that, but I didn't know how to act. And then later on, you know, I suffered from some anxiety, like, what am I doing? What path am I going down? Right. I'm so sure I'm doing the right thing. I'm so sure in my mind that this is reinvention that I want. I don't know why I could just feel it, but I had my doubts because it was a new process. It was a slower process than I've ever been used to. Mm-hmm. And because of that, um, and some other circumstances in my personal life, I, um, I, I, I just, I freaked out. You know, it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. And I'm glad it happened to me and not you or your audience because, you know, it's great. I mean, you use me as a guinea pig. I mean, <laughs> I decided to expose my personal life and business life to everybody. That was my choice. And in so doing it, you can't be authentic unless you talk about every aspect of it. That's appropriate to say on your show. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, So, so, you know, it was my doing. But I'm glad it happened because you, you get to see somebody overcome probably one of the top 10 biggest fears and phobias in my life mm-hmm. and it unfolded right on all of your shows okay so enough praise about me um the book led me down a path that i i expected but i didn't expect does that make sense I'm, yes. you know yes. i wanted to i don't write the book saying i want to make money or i want to sell you know million copies although that would have been nice i wrote the book because i wanted to inspire people Mm. Um, um, and i I didn't know how many and i i certainly didn't know how but after writing the book um i put my my hands into the care of um a public relations company something i've never ever done in my life i am the show i am my own promoter have been for 40 years Mm -hmm. this was so new i put my 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 faith you know everything in in this pr company's hands they didn't do a bad job don't get me wrong i'm not here bashing them but the methods and approaches that they took to for for exposure and awareness of the book were to me slow and um, it, it, it glossed over the best parts of the story, the mm-hmm. best parts of the 
story isn't the book. The best parts of the story is me, the character who's gone through it all. And so it was a very cold kind of uh, approach to it. It was successful. But when the contract um, expired, and um, this happens, by the way, guys, you know, if you, if you are in marketing or PR, I mean, you hire a marketing and PR company, their job is to get you exposure, okay? I mean, mm-hmm. isn't true everywhere. But when their contract uh, was up, I did not renew it. Um, I'm still friends with them. I'm not, like I said, I'm not knocking them. I'm not going to name them. But um, I was stuck at a crossroad of, okay, what am I going to do now? And what I decided to do is just take my life back into my own hands, something I was very used to and very accustomed to doing. And I was going to learn this social media Mm. And I was going to learn how to promote a book. And I was going to learn how to promote myself after 25 years of being off the air and the covers of magazines. 25 years is a a quarter century. Yeah, it's a long time. (laughs) There was one writer that told the PR company, yeah, you know, he looks good and everything like that. But, you know, I mean... Last time he was on the, in the press was a quarter century. I feel like <laughs> little snot. You're probably thirty years old. You know what I mean? You were five years old when I was famous. I took it personally. Anyway, back, <laughs> back to what I was doing is um, as soon as I put it in my hands, um, and and they were controlling all of my social media platforms. Instead mm-hmm. of telling them I want control of them. I didn't like how they started them anyway. I just decided to just open up my own. Okay, so how do you do a Facebook account? How do you do, I swear to God, like that. I I don't know, but I had to learn. I didn't want to do Twitter because Twitter is just very angry and very impersonal. So I just, it was a personal decision not to. So I started doing that. I had probably like two friends. You were my first one on Facebook. Um, by the way, <laughs> but, but, you know, I wasn't discouraged about it. I'm just like, if, if, if I'm doing the right thing and I'm going down the right path, and if my, uh, intent was to really inspire people, this is going to, this is going to catch like wildfire, like right. every other thing that I've done, which is always a grassroots movement. It's never paid advertising. It's never commercials. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it, but I've never done it. So I'm like, why should I? Overnight, this stuff started blossoming. You know, people started not just liking, but asking questions. It was a more personal relationship. Mm-hmm. And against all advice that I was receiving on social platforms, like you don't really want to engage in people. You don't want to give them your cell number. I'm like, why not? If somebody needs help, how are they going to reach you? Through your publicist? You know, so I, I took that approach. <clears throat> because I took that approach, that got me in touch with Kevin Heyer, who obviously he's been on the show. Um, and he and I um, had like-minded opinions about recovery and, and life after recovery. Mm-hmm. He read my book and said, I think you're a very inspiring guy. And, you know, whatever we're... We're basically, you know, patting each other on the back. <laughs> but the, 
point is, is like we thought the same. If our visions weren't similar, I wouldn't be interested because yes. I'm at the point in my life where I can be very selective with what I engage in. Right. But it sounded so promising. It sounded perfect. It sounded yeah. what always in the back of my head. So we got involved and we, you know, kind of pulled the finishing touches on the foundation and started the foundation awareness. And the foundation awareness led to this platform of 16,300 people and um, people responding, old friends by the old, even wow. Greek friends. I didn't mention their names, but a lot of people that direct message me and say, hey, I saw your post, or I read your book, very inspiring. I'm going through what you went through. Can you help me? Can you give me advice? And I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm up till like two o'clock in the morning sometimes, not dreading it because I love it. Because something tells me, just take one more post. Just take one <laughs> more question. Because yeah. that's what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, be careful what you ask for. This stuff isn't luck, okay? Mm -hmm. It's what you do with what comes in front of you to get back to the show. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I could have been overwhelmed and said, oh, I'm not going to answer all these things. I'm not a doctor. I don't want to get sued. I don't want to, you know, there's all kinds of things that people could think. Or I could be like, you know what? I'm just giving advice. There's no, you don't need a patent or a trademark to, 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 to give advice back and say, this is what happened to me. Always say what happened to you. Yeah, Never, yeah. Um, you know, um, play Russian roulette with their life. Use yourself as an example. Yeah. And I'm you know, very fortunate to have gone through enough stuff, trauma, success, failure, self-doubt, all the bad ones, <laughs> all the ones we cover on the show right. every week that, that, that I have personal experience that I could share. Mm -hmm. and, and so um, it's what you do with, with, with where you're at is, I guess, uh, what matters. So coincidence, for me, no. Uh, is it, you know, um, lucky that this happened or that happened? Some of it, I mean, you know, but but again, I started out saying I wanted to reinvent myself. I wanted to go down a foreign path that I knew nothing about. I wanted to learn. And my goal, I never forgot my goal. My goal wasn't to be rich. I mean, I already did that. I already am. So what? But that doesn't mean anything. If I was fulfilled just on wealth, I'd be in a hammock all day long, Karina. I mean, and I'd probably be 200 pounds heavier. Probably. But, <laughs> but you know, every time you call it, you're like, you know what? I'm just taking a nap. No, that's not what life is supposed to be. You've mm -hmm. given wisdom. You're supposed to be able to share it. Uh, and, and so I hope that answers your question. Does it? Yes, yes, it does. But again, <laughs> um, we'll go back to the luck thing, okay? Because lots of people say, oh, luck, you've got luck, good luck with this, good luck with that. But again, I have to say that it depends what luck you said. I'm just going to reiterate what you're saying is it depends what you do with it. So um, I, when I walk, I always smile to myself because I'm saying, hey, I'm walking on, on gold. There's gold in the streets here, people. And, um, and then you, you, you listen to people and they're complaining about 
random things. And you think, but, it's, but, but it's an important complaint to them. It's yes. real to them. Yes. It's not trivial. That's the difference. When you hear somebody complaining or you hear somebody negative and they keep negative people, by the way, loop. They'll start off with the initial complaint. It'll keep going. Then they'll come back to it and they'll keep looping. I don't say, you know what? You need to shut up. <laughs> I never say that. But you think for them. Well, you, you put it in perspective. I've looped. You've looped. Everybody's yes, looped. Yes, so yes. You can either address it and really try and help them, or you can not engage and slowly walk away. Most people slowly walk away from a looper because it kind of is exhausting. When you realize that to them, it's real. Yes. It's not a trivial thing. It's not a small matter. It's real. Then what you could do is you could confront them and not scold them. You need to do this. You need to do that. You got to no. do that. You got to go to AA. Yeah, but I don't want to. And plus, I don't like to be told what to do, you know. But you could come from an approach and just say, hey, you know what? I've been there. Let me tell you what kind of weird stuff I went through. Now, all of a sudden, you you find out they start helping you. <laughs> you know I mean? so it's not so um, it's not so confrontational. See what I mean? Uh, yes, well, I, I see it a different way, but that's right. It's just, you know, start speaking to them and show them they need to see another way as well. They can't, I mean, if you're stuck in that loop, I'm, I've been stuck in it many times, especially in my head. Um, you need someone to say, hey, do this, like Dino, hey, message me, hey, do this. Okay, you know, you need someone yeah. to just give you another perspective on what you're looking at. It takes a while, but once you but look at you on your look at you on your walks. I mean, have you noticed? I mean, you could go back to all the episodes that when you're very happy and you go on walks, you almost always meet somebody. And when you meet somebody, it's out of sheer kindness. There's nothing you want in return yet. You met somebody that obviously has played the music for the beginning of the show, yes. right? You've met somebody else that is doing some great work for um, the homeless. And I can go on and on and on. So, yes. I mean, you can start out your day saying, well, today I'm going outside to take a walk because I not I need to network and I need to make connections. <laughs> I got to hustle. You never say that. No. Hey, I'm going to go take a walk. And if I got good vibes coming, you know, the people that come into my life, I'm, I'm going to react a certain way and engage. And if something happens, great. If not, you had a friendly conversation yes. with a beautiful person. Yes, right? yes. That's the worst that can happen unless it rains. Uh, but that's it's beautiful to walk in the rain, right? No, it's not. <laughs> This isn't a movie, Karina. Rain <laughs> is usually cold. And there's usually wind blowing. There's no way. No, come on. Then you need. Have you forgotten what it's like here in California? Yeah, and I never walked in the rain in California. <laughs> and you didn't but, even dance in the rain. Oh, come on! What you're missing out on movie. so many things. It's not a movie, Karina. Life's not a movie. I know you're stuck <laughs> on your fairy tale princess and Prince Charming and all that. It's a movie. I'm kidding. You can right. do it, though. It's really cool. You have to try it one day. Um, I'll pass. 
it's about it's about having no expectations. Yeah, it's about having no expectations. I mean, for other people, don't... you have expectations for yourself, but you can't have other expectations for other people. You can't expect other people to do certain things because that's you can't do that. It doesn't make no, sense. No, no. And 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 you you can't be disappointed at that either. So mm. the only thing that you could do is lead by example in everything that you believe. They right. either catch on or they don't, but you've left a positive footprint. Everybody talks about carbon footprints. Here's a new one. You left a positive footprint <laughs> right. in front of the road to their lives that maybe, maybe 10, 20 years from now, they'll be like, you know what? They were right. Or, wow, you know, it works or whatever. You, mm -hmm. you can't wait for immediate gratification when you're helping people. I mean, it's got to be genuine. It's got to be real. And it's got to be what you really want to do. If you're not into helping and, you know, kind of doing that law of reciprocity thing, then don't. It doesn't make you a bad person. But, um, you know, don't. Don't like go out of your way to counsel somebody if you're not really like into it. And please <laughs> don't counsel somebody uh, before you start loving yourself, which we've covered on several shows. Yes. We've got a five-day challenge about that. Because the counseling that you're going to give somebody, you should actually do it in front of a mirror because it really is advice for yourself. That's one exercise that we didn't cover on the five-day challenge. Yeah. Whatever advice you have to say to somebody else, close your eyes, open them. You should be in front of a bathroom mirror or some mirror and say them to yourself because that's the advice you need to hear, not somebody else. And right. then, right. and only then, you can help other people. Outwardly. Yes. yes. So, yeah. I, um, I had a post. I had a post that um, I... It's not mine, but I saw it uh, today and it was wonderful. It says um, that the door, oh, I'm going to get this wrong now. The door opens on the inside first or something yes, like that. Yes, 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 yes. I saw that. That's beautiful. I saw it on somebody else's thing. What happens is when I borrow something, I like their thing. I tell them I'm going to borrow it. And then I take a picture of it and save it in my huge library of photos. So <laughs> it's not stealing. It's just borrowing and I'm complimenting the person who posted it. But this one was a terrific one. And I think I'm going to post it because it really says a lot. Mm -hmm. I think, I think you did post it. I saw it on your Facebook page. That's where I saw it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I did that already. <laughs> It was, a, it was a busy morning for you. It was a really busy. So why was it a busy morning? Talking about synchronicities? Um, well, because, um, like I said, I'm an entrepreneur at heart, and uh, there's a lot more to me than simply a book or a foundation. Um, not that they're bad things. They're very fulfilling and very rewarding. But I'm at the point where I want to, just experience whatever comes my way that I believe I can be good at and handle. If I can't handle it, I won't do it. But, um, you know, I saw another need in this new city that I'm in. And that need is um, 
nothing to do with this, but <laughs> but it's the the movie industry. Uh, movies over the last twenty five years, there's been about four hundred um, shot in this little town. Believe it or not, oh. Cape Fear with um, Robert De Niro was you know, the only one I can remember. There's there's four hundred of them, but. Um, uh, in addition to that, there's commercials that are done here, uh, and there's also uh, TV series or special series that are done here. So it's a big business. It's about mm -hmm. 400, over 400 million a year here, wow. just in the town. And I know I called it a sleepy little town. Not so sleepy, Not so right? sleepy, no. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's on its face. I mean, that's great. It's good. I'm glad it's bringing industry in and all that stuff. But um, here comes Dino, just kind of like asking that extra question. And, uh, you know, make a long story short, um, I found that the people that film here or, or produce here, what they do after they do all that is they take um, what they've filmed and they put it, they call it in cans. I'm not a TV guy, Hollywood guy, but anyway, that's the best I can describe it. And then they take this footage and they send it back to Hollywood, back to mm. the West mm. Coast, mm. Mm. where it's edited, refined, fine-tuned, spliced, you know, all that stuff, oh, um, which is very important. That's where they put in the music scores. That's where they could put in the layovers. Yeah, post-production. Okay. Mm. So immediately when I saw that, this is kind of like Bug Band. This is how it happened with Bug Band. I um, I thought back to a special that I was watching on, on uh, Nashville's Music Row and how it started, um, I think in the 50s, right? There were people that would come to record music, mm -hmm. right? Elvis Presley was one of the famous ones, Johnny Cash. I mean, all those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Dylan Jennings. Uh, um, so, so they would come into town and there would be one studio there that would sign these people to a record deal. Mm -hmm. But then they would send these artists to either St. Louis or Chicago to play with a professional band, you know, mm -hmm. the, the instruments around them. And um, I mean, that sounds well and good and everything, but these bands had the flavor of the city that they were in, okay? So yeah. you got a guy, country music star, in Nashville, he's playing that unique sound, especially back then. And then they sent him to Chicago, where the big brass bands were still going up. <laughs> right. And he record with a band mm. that's not adopting his musical style. I don't want to get all over technical, but you see my point. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so what somebody thought of, because that music row before it became famous, just had that studio. Mm -hmm. There were houses, though. It was just a house. It wasn't even a building. There were houses along the block. As, as, as this guy got more popular, he kept buying the homes down this road, okay? Yeah, yeah. And he decided, instead of taking the artist and sending him to different foreign towns outside of Nashville, outside of Tennessee, mm -hmm. I'm going to have professional bands here and create a studio here so mm -hmm. they can finish their work here. And then after that, he bought a house and he said, well, I'm going to have a production studio here. So mm. after they use it, it could be edited for sound and everything like that here. And that became the famous Music Row. 
50, 60, 70 years later, I don't know what the hell it is. Isn't it just astonishing <laughs> that Hollywood hasn't picked up on this? Do you know how much money they could save if there was a state-of-the-art finishing facility here? Yeah, yes. They would save millions. Not only save millions, they would save time. And it would be more accurate because they could finish it, look at it, and have the opportunity to reshoot something that they may have thought was brilliant, but didn't come out so brilliant. Mm, mm, mm. I'm, I didn't split the atom. I didn't invent sliced bread or anything like that, okay? I'm not you know, saying, oh, look how smart I am. I'm just saying that, um, isn't it coincidence <laughs> that I was at the right place at the right time or you make the best of everything that crosses your path. Yes. And that is a show, Karina. Bam. It, sh it sure is. So how let it all in. That just bam, right there. True story. <laughs> true story. And so I was having um I was having dinner discussing this, and I was looking at a few locations. Somebody, I don't know, overheard us or whatever picked up the story. And so, you know, I'm wake up today, I'm doing my thing, I'm helping people. And all of a sudden my phones start blowing up and then I'm starting to get calls and I'm starting to get texts. I'm like, what's going on? I'm in the paper. <laughs> Mogul looks for location. You know what I mean? Hollywood is coming to, you know, I don't want to say the town, but, um, I was like, whoa, you know, so uh, I could have been mad. You know, I, I don't want anything to be said, but but it was it was actually very flattering. And then, of course, um, the table read picked it up and I'm in the table read magazine. Um, I, I heard that they're um, they're they're, they're going to cover your book. You were telling me, right? Yes, yes, yes. They are. That's, awesome. That's awesome. I don't know where they get all their news, but but. You know, whatever. I mean, that's perfect. So you could say, hey, my book is in the United Kingdom. You know, <laughs> yes, of course, right. This stuff just happened. And and all I did was just have dinner and maybe talk too loud and be a little animated the way I am with my hands. <laughs> wow, stranger things have happened. So so synchronicity. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just doing my thing. I'm just <laughs> putting out a lot of positivity and love lately, but it's coming back tenfold. That that cheesy saying that everybody says, that cliche. I believe it to be true. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, look on a serious note, I'm I'm not looking for anything out of things. I mean, if I'm going to engage in a business endeavor, obviously it's to make a profit. I'm a capitalist. I'm not, not ashamed of it. But it's also how you treat the people around you. It's also how you treat your employees. It's also the respect. Um, it's also encouraging them to become another D or better than than a D. You know, I'm I'm nothing. You know, but but they could they could be tremendously successful. So I mean, that's the difference. I'm not looking for wealth or accolades right now in my life, but the these random single simple acts of kindness that have been happening, uh, especially since I moved here, um, 
have been extraordinary. I mean, just amazing things happen. I mean, I go to bed and I pull the sheets back and I look for a gold bar. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to play the lottery numbers at the gas station because I'll probably win. That's how I feel. You know what I mean? And uh, it's 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 just oozing confidence right now. And that's amazing. I hope it lasts forever. I'm going to have my down times and I'm going to have my bad moments. So I don't want to mislead anybody who's watching and thinking like, oh, and, and he lived happily ever after. <laughs> No, it doesn't work that way, but enjoy the ride, right? And right yes. now, yes, yes. Cylinder Ferrari, that baby is full throttle right now. And and I, I love it. I love it. What can I say? Mm. That sounds beautiful, actually. So that's why everybody wants part of this, right? Because they're all enjoying this energy and your your exuberance and your enthusiasm. So they go, oh, so what part of this? I I don't know why. I don't know why. And, and, and I'm not going to ask why, because because if I'm doing this for the right reasons, it's just going to be perpetual motion. If I stop and ask everybody, hey, hey, so did you hear me? Did you hear me when I said this? How did you feel? That was pretty cool, right? Then I'm, I'm getting a very big head and it's easy to get one, especially when you've uh, tasted success of, 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 of any kind. And you got to mm -hmm. always ground yourself and be humble and just say, you know what? Don't believe your your stuff, big boy, because, you know, you're just a little tiny pebble in the big scheme of things. So do your job. And and that's how I stay grounded every day, because um, otherwise I'd be asking you for heavy on water before our segments. And I'd be like, Karina, I can't do this. The lighting is horrible. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not that kind of person. You know what I mean? When your book, your book hits the bestsellers list, remember what I said, because it could get to you. Uh, how many people are going to be at the signing? Just 10? Mm. No. I'm not it. going to do it then. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what can happen to the best of us, Karina. That is funny. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're keeping grounded and... That's a good thing. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, you, you have to. If you're not grounded, then you're not authentic. If you're not authentic, people see it a mile away, and then you're nothing. Remember, the people you meet on the way up are the same people you meet on the way down. <laughs> Remember that. That came from me. You could trademark it, Michael. I keep <laughs> Michael in the scene. So how does that, did that answer your question? Was that? <laughs> um, yes, yes, it did. I just want to ask you another question, right? Um, I had a clean gift. Okay. You're talking about um, seeing the opportunities and um, seeing the gold on the streets, like we were talking, the gold bars and walking walking on the streets and seeing the, that you're walking on gold, right? Um, and this yeah. is all metaphorical, people. It's not real. Okay, it's all metaphorical, just <laughs> by the way. Are you, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Okay. Um, how do you do that? How do I do what? How, how do you see it? How do you see the opportunities? Like, um, that, what advice know. would you give to the people it, outside, ah, the audience? 
I, th- I think I covered it a long time ago in a show. And to the extent any further than that, I mean, the answer would be, I don't know. Here's the best I can tell you. And we talked about like getting to know your surroundings, getting to know the business that you're in uh, is the easiest way to say it. Now, that makes you want to be an expert in that field. So I'm contradicting myself today, but keep in mind, I've had 40 years of practice doing this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give you the, just the, the best version I can explain is if you entrench yourself in all aspects of your craft, you don't have to be the best at it, but you have to understand it. Not just the product, the reaction of the people, the feel of the market. You get to that point, you'll start, at least this happens to me, seeing what doesn't exist in this market. That could make it better, that could complement it, whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm. And when you start seeing things like that, you always spot a void in the market. Don't look at what is, look at what isn't, look at what's missing. Now, later on, do I know anything about a movie studio? No, full disclosure. But I do know there's a need and I do know that I can find whatever I don't know. Yes, yes. To to make it work. That's different. Let's not, I mean, you're going to get disappointed if you just try, you know, just, just do it slowly. Whatever you're involved in now, um, let's call it your craft. Understand it so well, not from a business perspective, but from an emotional perspective. Mm-hmm. Understand it so well that you will see what's missing in the market. And it always comes as simple as that, where you know you buy an ordinary everyday product in the store. And how many times have you heard, oh, I love this thing. I just wish it had, have you ever heard that? Right. The I just wish it had guy. I listen to that, right? And if it makes sense and you hear it enough and you yourself feel it enough, maybe you got a market. Now, after you get to that point, there are two types of people. There are two types of reactions. There's mine and then there's not mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mine would be pounce on it. Bam. That's it. Other people may be, well, first I got to trademark it. Then I got to talk to my lawyer. Then I got to build a website. Then I got to do some research. Then I got to hire an accountant. What about an office? We're going to need an office. We're going to need space. Do I rent some space? And how's it going to look? Now I got to dress. We got to go get professional photos. I need a phone number. If I don't have a phone number, how are people going to find us? And six months later, I'm doing bam, and you're still stuck knee deep in problems that haven't even occurred yet. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Right, yes, yes. right or wrong way, okay? So there's certain fields, yeah, you better know your stuff or you're going to get eaten alive. But for simple, ordinary, everyday things for ordinary people, which really is what I've done my entire life, Mm -hmm. you don't need a degree in, in, in anything to understand people. Right. And so uh, 
Who cares if you don't have a phone number? Who cares if you say, I'm just starting out? I'm overwhelmed. We're busy. I just opened. I'm starting out. Who cares? You don't need pretty pictures. You don't need this. You don't need that. Do it. You know, yes. and, and it spreads like wildfire. I'm not telling everybody to go do that. Okay. I'm just saying that has worked for me to answer your question. How do I see voids and needs more than I just explained? My answer is if I could bottle it, Karina, I would sell it. Uh, and it would be on the show. I pick it up and, 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 you know, do my thing. Hey, don't forget to buy my, my bottle of snake oil. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I hope I explained it. Okay. Mm, I think you did. I think you did explain it very well. Um, it makes sense. And it's, it's interesting how you spoke about um, just, I'm just thinking, like, I've noticed that a lot of people that have got degrees um, that that keeps them scared. So a lot of people that have degrees yeah. aren't the ones that just go out because they're the more the ones that think about things and they don't pounce on things like you say. And um, I mean, and, and I'm and I'm I'm generalizing, okay. Uh, but um, that's interesting. So a lot of times, sometimes you don't need all that stuff. It's just yeah. I mean, but you is. know, you you can have a degree and still be quite capable of going bam and pouncing, you know. Um, or you can just, you know, live um, caged up like the frame that surrounds your di diploma that's hanging on your wall. I mean, it's just two ways of looking at things. Mm -hmm. You can have a degree. There's nothing wrong with having it. I admire. I didn't get one. <laughs> I wish I did. But, um, you know, look, it was my choice. It was my path. It was my life. And, and it was uh, uh, the, the consequences for my actions, I suffered, but I also succeeded. So, I mean, there's pluses and minuses to everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it also depends what kind of life you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And be careful the life you want, because when you get it, um, it's kind of hard to just throw it away. You know, you have to embrace it. So, you know, a lot of people now are telling me, well, you know what? You're, you you got to take it easy. You got to rest a little bit. You got to do. This is what I wanted. <laughs> okay, I understand rest, and I know you know segmenting your time and all that stuff. But right now, I'm just on this wild ride, and I'm having <laughs> fun doing it. I mean, certainly when I'm tired, I'm tired. When I'm you know not a hundred percent. Uh, engaged where I truly believe that I could touch somebody or inspire somebody because that's all I can do. I can't fix them. Um, I lay off a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know yourself best. I mean, we've talked about that on a lot of shows and somehow, you know, I'm talking about myself too much. I hope, I hope this isn't a show um, that is a me 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 show and if it is i i certainly don't don't want to give that impression i hope what we talked about today is something that somebody can take or reinforce what's in somebody's head um to continue doing what you're doing and to just turn off the doubts a little bit and trust yourself that wasn't your theme but i'm throwing it in there yes, because it yes. really is vitally important you know I, I don't want to just sit for an hour and just talk about myself but i will gladly do it if it can help somebody else 
with their validation and, and things like that, mm, right? Mm, mm, mm. There are more important things in the world than to talk about Dino Miliotis all the time. But but I I, I thank everybody for watching. <laughs> and I um, thank you. And I like, um, I have to end it with uh, trust yourself because that also makes the difference between taking the plunge and sitting back and saying, you know what, that gold, that gold bar is there, but I don't have the courage or the, the, the self-belief to actually go and pick it up. It's too heavy or we have to test it and make sure it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the favorites. Hey, Karita, this was a good show. Uh, I, I hope that helps people. I appreciate it. It was. It was a good show. It always is. Thank you. All right. Perfect. Have an awesome day. And yeah, thanks, everyone. Yeah. All right, that was it for Break Fear, Find Freedom. What we learned today, I don't know, but I hope it helps somebody in your life. And uh, if you like this message, share it with a friend. Single touch can change the world. Till next time, bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.